Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 119 of the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis, and today we're going to be talking about deep tendon reflexes. Upper extremity, lower extremity, DTRs, we're going to be talking about the hammer head weight, we're going to be talking about swing speed, testing location, we're going to be talking about um, you know a few tips and tricks uh, to help make reflex testing better, how to grade um, the response from reflex testing, and uh, we're going to talk about why deep tendon reflexes are so important in the orthopedic world, and I know this is called OrthoEvalPal, and everything is very orthopedic oriented, but we do throw in a little bit of neuro, um, and it is very important that you understand how to do reflex as well, so that you can... Uh, you know, tease out things that uh, you don't commonly see, or maybe an underlying problem that you don't want to miss. But before we get into the meat and potatoes of that, I'd like to just take a moment to hear a word from our sponsors. A good night's sleep is what everybody needs. Fresh rest bedding will keep you comfortable all night. Our advanced textiles and weave wicks moisture and also regulates body temperature. This design, coupled with our all-natural organic antimicrobial, eliminates 99.9% of odor-causing bacteria, as well as dust mites, which are an allergen to many. Because our bedding stays fresh longer, it is eco-friendly, as it only requires washing once a month on average. This bedding is also known for its incredible softness. Our antimicrobial is all-natural and organic. No metals, waxes, chemicals, or nanos. Our sheets will never leach onto or into your skin ever. These sheets are safe for your entire family. Fresh Rest is designed and engineered by Maine Lee Technology Group, based in Wells, Maine, and our sheets are made for the USA. Fresh Rest Bedding is only available for purchase through our e-commerce website by visiting freshrestbedding.com. Once again, that's freshrestbedding.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. So I've spoken about the importance of deep tendon reflexes uh, in the past quite a bit, um, but today I want to talk a little bit more about technique and how having good technique can really refine your ability to evaluate your patient better. Um, I will have several videos on YouTube, uh, and I'll link them to the show and uh, so that you can take a peek at how often I use uh, reflex testing, deep tendon reflexes especially especially, and, um, and why it's so important. So first of all, what is a deep tendon reflex? Well, some people call it a stretch reflex um, that's used to help determine the integrity of the peripheral nerves between the spinal cord and the muscles that they control, okay? And, and so it can also help to identify any sort of spinal cord or some spinal cord lesions. Now, think about, think about it this way. When you strike a tendon really quickly with a reflex hammer, it puts that tendon on stretch, um, the muscle spindles will send a message uh, really quickly to the spinal cord. The spinal cord sends it back to the muscle saying contract before this stretches too much and becomes um, you know, dangerous and, and stretches too hard. So it's really just kind of a safety mechanism, um, but can be somewhat altered by different uh, disorders out there. So before we get started, let's just talk about the most common levels um, that are affected by certain nerve roots. And uh, because the reason I want to do this is because I get so many questions and comments on our channels about uh, patients who or people who think that 
you know, uh, C6 should be the biceps and C5 should be the deltoids. And, and there's some confusion out there. So what we have found through experience, through deep tendon reflex testing, manual muscle testing, sensory testing, we found that as we did more of these, um, and if a patient did not get better and required surgery and the surgery was done on one specific level, we could see what the improvement was afterwards. Okay. So the biceps are mostly C5, but can have some involvement of C6. C6 are, uh, would be brachioradialis, C7 triceps, L4 patellar reflex, and S1 Achilles reflex. Okay. So the reason we, we focus on those and we kind of, you know, there can be some carryover, there can be some overlap, there can be sometimes multiple um, nerve root compression problems that will get different levels that can make it a little more confusing. But we have classically seen these to respond um, and be very consistent with the results from surgery. And that's how we've measured which levels are most consistent with um, certain muscle groups or, or certain reflexes that we're testing. I want to talk about the, the, the reflex hammer itself. Now, there are different types of reflex hammers out there, and I am really big on hammer head weight, okay? There are oftentimes cheap reflex hammers out there that have a head that is a, a very soft sponge and can be very light and therefore does not accelerate very well before it hits the tendon and if it is not dense enough will not stretch the tendon well okay so i like a um, a triangular head with a hard rubber that has some weight to it okay so um i i've really we've gotten some some cheap reflex hammers that reps have given us or something like that i usually don't use those because they just you just don't get a nice crisp um hit when uh, when you do the reflex testing now Striking the tendon is very important, okay? I was actually misdiagnosed with having a neurological uh, disorder like a uh, L4 nerve root compression uh, when I was tested at one time. Um, and the person testing me tried it seven, eight, nine times and just never got a reflex, but never really struck my patella tendon correctly. Um, so it's important that you strike the tendon you try to hit the tendon as perpendicular as possible, okay? And with enough speed, you need to be able to strike that tendon with enough speed to make it stretch, okay? And what I tell people to do is take your reflex hammer and hold it between your uh, the tip of your thumb and the tip of your index finger and strike it on the table hard enough so that the reflex hammer hits the table and bounces back up without you lifting your hand, you need to be able to strike it hard enough so it can bounce off, okay? Just like that Candy Crush commercial, you know, where they're banging on candies? Well, practice that with your reflex hammer. You should be able to strike the table, and it should be able to bounce off, and um, that really works well, okay? So practicing that is very important. The next thing, getting your patient in a comfortable relaxed position is very important. Um, if you're doing, let's say, an S1 reflex and um, you're just not getting a good reflex while they're sitting there. You slightly dorsiflex the foot. You strike the tendon. You're doing everything correctly. You're hitting the tendon in the right place. You've got a good hammer. Um, you've got good swing speed. And um, 
you know, you're just not getting what you think you should be getting. Well, then take the patient, put them on a chair, kneeling with the feet hanging off the edge, and then do the reflex testing. It's amazing how patients can fight that uh, response when you're doing reflex tests. I also like to talk to patients um, when I'm doing reflex testing. So I might ask them, so where are you from? Um, you know, what have you been doing these days? What do you think about these frigid temperatures? Whatever it might be to engage them a little bit while I'm doing the testing. So number one, it gets the patient comfortable with you. And number two, they, they get their mind off of the reflex testing so you get a better response. All right. How do you grade reflex testing? Well, there are, you know, basically one through five grades that you can utilize for reflex testing. And I, to be honest with you, do not utilize those. Um, I like to grade mine as hypo um, reflexive, normal, or hyper reflexive. Um, trying to get a perfect grade really doesn't make a huge amount of difference as far as numbers go. Um, okay. And, and the other thing is that even if you get like, let's say, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, one over five, uh, and somebody has surgery and they come back and they're still a one over five, it doesn't really mean much because that reflex may be diminished the rest of their lives, even if they have decompression of the nerve um, that goes to that area. So I don't really use reflex testing as a way to grade improvement. I use it very much as a diagnostic tool. Okay. So the more important part here is that you look at symmetry from side to side, okay? So people who have normal reflexes, they might just get a little um, contraction of that muscle and uh, a little bit of movement uh, throughout the joint that it crosses. And um, But if you have somebody who is hyporeflexive or not having a lot of reflex, um, I don't typically worry about these too much unless they are asymmetrical from one side to the other. Now, I become a little more concerned when people are hyper-reflexive, which is more of a, um, a really quick jerking reflex, um, and sometimes will even cog a little bit once you're done that. I've actually done reflexes on people where I do their elbow and the leg starts in and starts to develop a clonus type of problem. Um, I actually have some videos on that, and I'll try to link those also. Um, so, it's, you know, when you see somebody who is hyperreflexive, you need to be thinking of upper motor neuron issue. Now, there are people out there who are just naturally, their nervous system fires really easily, and that's the way they're put together, um, and they will be hyperreflexive. You look to see that they are uh, symmetrical on both sides. Um, and if I have somebody who is hyperreflexive, let's say at the L4 and S1, I will then go to the upper extremities and test those to see if they're hyperreflexive also. And then vice versa. If I have somebody with a hyperreflexive um, C7, uh, C5, and C6, I will go down and do the, uh, the lower extremities also. And that tells me that it, there's a possibility there could be some sort of an upper motor neuron lesion, um, traumatic brain injury, uh, central cord stenosis. ALS, uh, MS, you know, some of these uh, other uh, spinal cord and uh, neurologic disorders um, that could present themselves with these tests. But never hang your hat on just reflex testing alone. Um, once I do reflex testing, I then will go in and do a Babinski test. I will also check for clonus. Um, and I also do a Hoffman's test to see if there is, um, if any of those tests are positive. If so, then I become a little more concerned that there is something neurologic happening um, at the uh, the upper motor neuron level. 
And so that's why it's so important to make sure that you learn and you practice these tests um, so that you're comfortable doing them. So if I were to say, you know, if I wanted to, to leave you with one thing today about reflex testing, deep tendon reflexes, it's that I want you to practice and practice and practice and practice on your colleagues, on your coworkers, um, on your secretaries, on, you know, if you have students, Practice it on your patients, okay, um, and and do it and do it and do it and get comfortable with it because way too often I see people doing reflex testing. They understand why they're doing it. They know what levels they're working on, but if you can't strike it just right um, with the right type of hammer or get the patient relaxed and get them in a, in a very comfortable position, then um, you're, you're not going to get what you need out of that reflex test, okay? And it can really throw your, your diagnostic evaluation. So I tell people, practice, practice, practice as much as you can. Um, I use a reflex hammer all the time. There's usually a reflex hammer in my back pocket. And when, when my coworkers can't find one in the clinic, they usually just come and look in my back pocket and there's one there. So they just grab it and go. Um, half the time, if they're not even here, they're in my vehicle because I walked out of the clinic with it in my back pocket. That's how often I use a reflex hammer. And to be totally honest with you, I have identified so many neurological problems in our orthopedic and sports clinic using a reflex hammer and doing deep tendon reflex testing that uh, it's really incredible uh, the people we've been able to help and drive in a different direction if there was a different source uh, or cause to their problem. Um, so uh, I, I do deep tendon reflexes a lot and I hope that you start to do it more and start to feel more confident with it. Um, and so it's important that you do it. It's important that you do it correctly and with the right type of hammer. So I'm going to add a ton of links in today's show notes regarding how to do upper extremity testing, lower extremity reflex testing. I'll show you some hyperreflexia issues with patients, and um, you'll see some really, really interesting stuff if you haven't, haven't already looked at my YouTube channel. So I really hope that uh, you enjoy the links uh, associated with this today. I hope you learned a few tidbits about how to do deep tendon testing better. And um, if you at any point need some help, you just feel like you're stuck and um, you need some assistance either with uh, patients that just aren't getting better or you uh, just don't feel confident as a uh, medical provider doing orthopedic uh, practice, um, get in touch with me. I, I do online coaching and one-on-one uh, -on -one, and it's uh, been a, a very a rewarding uh, thing to do. And I find that uh, people just feel so much more confident after we get done um, talking about uh, the basics of orthopedics and how to evaluate patients better. So folks, again, thank you so much for listening to the show. I hope you uh, enjoyed it. And if you have any questions, uh, get in touch. Take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.